There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to How to Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard, that's me, and my friend psychotherapist Lucy Clyde will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond. Because whatever type of pandemic you're having, it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can by talking. Hello, so this is this is a bit strange, isn't it, Fee? Uh, isn't it, Lucy? Yes. Yes, we've never been in this situation before. In fact, it's a new one. <laughs> so we have our guest. Our guest is on on the call or on the screen, um, but we can't see them, um, and we can just sort of see their name. So they've logged on and gone off to make a cup of tea. Yeah, but we can't see them. But no. it's 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 like having a, a kind of uh, a watcher, a security guard, something it, it's, like that. It, it, it's a little unnerving not having a face. <laughs> <laughs> just a little it really is it just goes to show right doesn't it I think sort of you know how much I've come to rely on that in the absence of all other human communication too right on the screen right yeah, yeah. too right so um so who is our who is our mysterious well, uh our mysterious guest. guest oh it's 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 Simon Raymond I'm very excited about this one I'm not gonna lie um <laughs> uh, I'm really and I because I can't it will just come over in my voice uh, and it will just Simon Raymond for those who don't know is was one of the Cocteau was in the Cocteau Twins band the Cocteau Twins for for a great many years and is now the head of Belly Union Records which is a kind of very excellent um independent record label with lots of fantastic artists on it and uh he's a it really has some today. amazing amazing um, artists really amazing it? well also not only that but he's really been busy because he's just uh um released an album yes. called in quiet moments as part of the the outfit lost horizons which he set up with richie thomas of the jesus and mary formerly of the jesus and mary chain so he's he's somebody who does a lot of stuff and is you know extremely creative and knows a huge amount of mu- about the music industry clearly um, yes hi oh, you're there hi there we were just talking why about you why can't you see me uh, because so this sometimes happens. Um, you can you see us, but you can't see yourself, yeah, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, I think what you're going to have to do, unfortunately, is log out and restart your computer because this sometimes happens. Okay, I did already do that, but I'll do it again. Oh, have you? Oh, oh God, that's annoying. Have you? Are you using Google Chrome? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, well, that's all my fixes. So leave this. <laughs> so leave this on and restart my computer. No, leave the leave the leave the call. Yeah. Um, 
quit the restart your computer and try try again and we'll stay here all right yeah. i'll see you back. Okay. see you in a minute okay bye okay uh nothing's happening when i press leave oh no you're trapped yeah, trap oh my goodness we have well, we have vision there we are Jeez, see. wow oh yeah. my goodness I have never had so much excitement trying to trying to get a call going. <laughs> I was I was I was just saying I felt like I was on the verge of a cardiac event. This has been the most stressful part of my day. <laughs> oh, Hello, Simon. Hello. How lovely, how lovely to see you. Yes, how lovely to see me. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's literally the operative word because we've been trying yeah. to get Simon's. I don't know why your camera's not been working for the past, past ten minutes, but we've got there. Yes, oh, we yeah. are. And we're we're extremely excited about that. Technology what? loses again. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Humans three, technology one. I think we're we're, we're winning. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So how are you? You know, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I'm pretty doing really well. I mean, all things considered, um, I live by the coast and right, you know, within I can see the sea from my window. So where are you? Whereabouts uh, are you? Uh, uh, just outside Brighton. Lovely. Oh, what part? A place Hove? called Saltdean. I live in Saltdean. Oh, Saltdean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I wish I'd moved here years ago because I've, I've lived in London all my life, but moved down here in uh, about 2012 and lived in Brighton for a few years and then moved like along the coast and bought a house out here in Saltdean. And it's just amazing here. It's like it's quite remote, but at the same time, you know, you're close enough to Brighton. And everything out, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what's so strange, and I don't know if this is a coincidence or actually uh, indicative of a wider trend, is that a massive amount of the people we have spoken to for this podcast, like way more than about three quarters, all lived coastally yeah. in different parts of, you know, not all South Coast, yeah. you know, there was some Isle of, Isle of Wight and up in Kent and all that. But, you know, the, it just is seems to be people are moving aren't they people are moving to for the sea air yeah i mean that was partly it with me because I, I just i just woke up really literally one morning was like no can't deal with london anymore i just had had my fill of it you know the, mm. the stresses and i was renting as like flat in um in hackney and the landlord was just such an ass and i just couldn't deal with him and i just thought you know i've got to get out of here so i was i was single at the time well i was engaged with my wife who's an American but she was in New York um so I kind of thought well I'm just going to move and then when when if I find somewhere nice maybe she'll move over and I just literally jumped, <laughs> jumped on a train and went to Brighton thinking well I know Brighton I've been there with my kids when they were younger and it's a nice place so I'll go and see what that's like and I just fell in love with it the minute I I got out the yeah. train station and saw the sea and I was everyone was friendly and like happy <laughs> <laughs> You'll be talking us into it, I tell you, because we we're, we're both in London, so we've done we've done yeah. London lockdown. So I imagine that that, oh, that no, yours was a bit it. different. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, every day walking in the uh, along the seafront, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to speak to us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, it's really really great to have you on because yes, we've been talking a lot about. Um, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about intermittently on this is about the sort of the role of music and art and all of that kind of stuff in maintaining people's mental health and getting them through lockdown. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because of what I because of my sort of day job, which is, I suppose, running um, 
running the record label. Mm. It's, it's been a very uh, tricky year. I mean, it's 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 put a lot of lives and businesses in jeopardy, you know, in our business, and and the industry's taken a massive kicking, um, and that's been difficult to deal with um, for yeah. a lot of young bands. That you know, the mental stresses of you know going from the the euphoria of signing a record deal and making your first record and and getting all excited about getting the vinyl and then oh we're going to go and play our first shows and abroad or wherever it is and then all of a sudden you can't do any of those things um is a real smack in the face you know so there was a lot of you know, cajoling and, and trying to beef up people's confidence again. Well, that, yeah. When COVID hit and obviously everything, everything changed. It was just so dramatic. You know, all of a sudden all these gigs couldn't happen. Nothing could happen. What did you find yourself having to do? What kind of role did you have to step into? Was it very much a kind of boosting up other people's morale and and trying to obviously deal with your own turmoil at the same time how did it manifest yeah well sort of lots of different things happening at the same time you know on on the one hand my own music was coming together and I was um, able to deal with the shutdown in my own way with my own music and we can cover that in a minute but in terms of you know dealing with all the other artists that I work with yeah I mean it was different for everybody of course everyone's story is completely different and reactions to it are very different some artists jump straight into the studio and say oh I'm just gonna write I'm just gonna uh, work and put my head down and hopefully it'll all go away you know and then there's the other artists who like well if I'm in a studio and the only thing that's going on is lockdown and COVID what have I got to write about I I need I need to experience life and I can't experience it you know in these four walls so what am I going to write songs about so there's lots of different stories within our little group of of how people dealt with it but for the most part the young bands were really struggling um so yeah a lot of them trying to talk to people and just trying to be encouraging and sort of say look you know we have to try and find the positive always trying to find the positive in it because it's very easy when you're a a musician especially one that working on their own Mm. you can get very uh, isolated in your head and you know thinking all these oh you know when i come back no one's ever going to be interested and and all, you know, the promoters won't want to know anymore because our shows aren't, you know, aren't happening. So you have to do a lot of, like, come on, it's it's going to be cool. You know, use this time wisely. Make some videos. Do some podcast things or write some new songs or, you know, get healthy. You know, there's, there's loads of things one can do. Mm. Um, so I had to sort of think on my feet quite a lot and try and encourage people, you know, even though I might have not been doing any of that myself. <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to ask, but I was going to. You know, there, there's always someone calling calling me to ask, what what do I do in this circumstance? And because I've been doing this pretty much all my life as a musician, a producer, a record label guy, and all the other things that, that I've done, you know, I suppose I'm somebody that, that can say, yeah, no, I do hear you. I can, I can relate to that. Mm. I've been there myself. Yeah. So, so, you know, I do find that role, I'm slipping into that role a lot. Maybe a lot more during the during the pandemic than I than I was expecting. But um, what I decided to do, and I told all the staff at the label, is is we have to just do nothing different. Uh, like like during the pandemic, we have to carry on our release schedule exactly as we had planned. Because a lot of labels and bands decided, let's not put records out now. It would be dark. Yeah. We can't promote them in our normal way. Yeah. 
the problem with that is like when does this thing finish you know we right now we kind of know it's probably getting close to being over fingers crossed yeah yeah this time last year we we didn't know that we didn't know whether it and that I'm interested by that approach because that that's quite you know that's quite prescient of you in a way because everybody like it seemed to me that everything that was kind of even not even just the cultural arts and everything like that just you know anything that was planned got push back and push back and push back and push back right and obviously we had this stupid idea that it was all going to be fine by about june last year and it wasn't so (laughs) so what why do you think you were able to kind of stick to your guns in a way and go look let's just carry on as we were i mean partly it was practical i think because the idea of when you've got you know already running a label like this with i don't know we've got about 75 active artists is already like a, a game of spinning plates or, or already mm, yeah you know shift start looking at it from the perspective of in the middle of a pandemic where we can't even we don't know whether it's ending next this month next month next year or never um i sort of figured that to have some stability and some you know signposts in the sand of where we are was actually the right way to go it gave everybody a mm. bit of a um uh you know a feeling of solid solidity you know yeah. that i know that that's happening that day isn't moving you know yeah. maybe when i get COVID, i don't know when i'll be better or i don't know when my vaccination is or i don't know when this is all going to be over but i do know when my release date is going to be and, and i do know the, that- yeah and with all the gigs and festivals cancelled as well i mean because that that's been that's been like driving a truck through your industry with all the you know and i think you know i imagine so having those release dates still on track must have really been a lifeline but not just a lifeline for artists because you know um i I listen to a lot of music uh and um i have to say that there have been times during lockdown where it has my headphones (laughs) have absolutely kept me going it has been an there have been times where it has felt like um a lifeline I have a terrible habit of standing on a wall with my head next standing against a wall with my head next to a speaker in my kitchen when it all gets too much I'm probably going to be deaf in one ear uh, in about three weeks time but uh, but but it really has has made a a huge difference and you know I, I think there's something so essentially connecting about well about music and particularly as we can't share it live anymore yeah it's the most brilliant thing for for healing ills that I, mm. that I know I mean I, I think that already regardless of the pandemic because it's it's helped me in so many circumstances in my life and because I still love listening and discovering uh, listening to new bands and discovering new music even at right, my ripe old age you know I, I it clearly does I don't know it improves my uh, well-being yeah um, because I was able to make an album during, uh, I'd actually started the recording before the before the pandemic began, but the the lockdown sort of starting last March, it it, it 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 was the most amazing thing for me because it enabled me to mix mix my own record here at home in this very room, mm, yeah. um, something I'd never done before. I'd, I'd never mixed a record in this room, and I, I'd never mixed a whole album before. I'd worked with other producers, okay, and, yeah. Um, I worked with you know an engineer mixing, but to actually do every single thing myself was was partly terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure I could do it, but then when I did do it, and and realizing how happy I was with the fi- the finished result, um, and then putting that out as a as a release, you know, last year and and, and this year, um, that that really got me through the whole thing because yeah. mixing is a bit like is a bit sort of math. 
part maths and part science. And I'm I'm the least mathematical and scientific person you will ever meet. <laughs> I can't concentrate on anything for longer than about you know five minutes. Mm-hmm. So to have something that I really had to force myself train so that focus. Yeah, yeah, you had that focus. I, yeah. I actually because um, I was listening to your to the to the new album today in in quiet moments, and I loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, yeah, I actually yeah. I was really interested whether. Any, you know, I'm not quite sure in terms of when you were writing the music and the lyrics and everything like that with with your partner. Did the pandemic inform any of the creative side of this album? Yeah. And if so, how? Yeah, I mean, um, some of it is is you know quite strange in how it turned out because the the actual title song in Quiet Moments mm. that was one of the last ones to get finished. Um, and one of the first ones that you know I played to people, I think, because we, because the record came out in October last year, so sort of right when things were starting to get a bit tricky again. Yes, people felt that that song. If you listen to the lyrics, it's it, 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 it's it's not exactly about being isolated, but it's it, it's a song that kind of sums up yeah. our issues with dealing with isolation, and it's like people thought, wow. I mean, the timing of this is amazing. You know, yeah, how beautiful yeah. that you were able that, that that this song got written. And I was like, actually, you know, it actually didn't. This song was written, you know, during the year before in twenty nineteen. So the lyrics were written way before this even happened. I mean, maybe- see, I think you've obviously got a bit of a psychic prescient thing going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely going on. But really, for the most part, the the work that happened during the lockdown was the technical mix which is when you know the majority i mean yeah we did do a few tracks right at the end when things were bad um yeah for sure it's it's like not the whole thing was finished but there are 16 tracks on the record so it was a it's a very long album Um, and as a consequence no one is knocking down the door waiting for the next lost horizons record so i had all the time in the world well, it'll take a while to get through this one and absorb it properly because it is big, and there's a lot. There's a lot in it, and there's a there's a lot in every song as well. I mean, and I think I was thinking about the kind of the detail that you put into the mixing and and the production. And I had two I had two thoughts when you were talking. I was like, aha, you know, because you can hear you can hear a lot of the attention when you listen back to it. But also, I was thinking about um, how you know mindfulness has become has is as is, is is you know very beneficial and has become a thing and one of the best ways of coping with very very high levels of physiological stress is to slow yourself right down and to do stuff that requires you to get into those tiny little details that you were talking about yeah and it's not you know, i'm not saying i've done very much of you know i'm a real fidget and, yeah and- my natural default is is to fidget and you know always be jumping from one thing to another kind of because my my job you know, is, is taking this half off and putting mm. that out. Yeah. Being a manager yeah. one minute, being a publisher the next, mm. a musician the next, and sometimes I get confused. So <laughs> slowing down is part of the reason I moved to the coast because I, yeah. I needed to stop being so stressed about my job. I needed to take a deep breath more more days than not, mm. and I needed to slow down the pace of life, and, and being by the coast definitely does that. Um, the pandemic didn't really help that because I'd sort of replaced all my fidgeting with this this obsession of mixing the record, and it pretty much took me three months. And I didn't really go anywhere other than just sit in this chair 
and 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 focus on it and it wasn't healthy it's not healthy living like that no. so was my, that during the first lockdown simon yeah that sort of march to june sort yeah, of time it was exactly yeah. um but then you know we got managed to get through the year but then once i sort of finished the video they finished the the album and all the videos are finished and the first half of the record came out in december you know i was like, i I started thinking, okay, well, I haven't got the creative output. I haven't got the creative thing anymore. I can't, I can't just come back in the studio and make another record yet. I'm not ready. Mm. And I haven't got this mix. What am I going to do with my days? So uh, I sort of drastically changed my kind of daily routine and my lifestyle. Um, and that's had a significant effect on my what well-being. Did you do? Well, I mean, I, um, yeah, so I basically, over the last sort of 20 years since 25 30 years since i had kids yeah. i haven't really been sort of fit or healthy at all um i'm just either always working running around like an, an idiot yeah. or uh, walking the dog but not really like running just like yeah. walking the dog yeah. that's the exercise and that made me think yeah i got a bit of fresh air i'm healthy yeah. but i wasn't really i wasn't eating great I didn't really do any exercise, proper hardcore physical mm. exercise. And I got to January the 1st and I just thought, okay, this this pandemic has taught me that if I want to carry on having a decent life, I need to look after this vessel that I am um, inside. Mm. Um, and I need to look after the, my body much, much better. So I sort of got into this health kick Um and I've lost forty-five pounds in, in since January. Wow, bloody hell! That's insane. Yeah. That's amazing. And I haven't. I mean, I'm not certainly not starved myself. I eat great food. My, my wife does it with me. We do this thing <sighs> called Noom. Have you heard of Noom? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. we both do this Noom thing. Um, and yeah, it's revolutionary. But the most important thing is I walk every day for like two hours. Get up in the morning, have a quick bite to eat, and then I just head off. Not with the dog, just no. on my own. Listen, yeah. listen to an audio book or something, you know, just in my headphones, yeah. and I just march on um, into basically to Brighton and back. And it's that's about, astonishing. Yeah, it's wow. about 10, 12 kilometers or something. And it's, um, yeah. it's changed my life. It really has changed my life because I've lost so much weight and I feel great. You know, I feel healthier and um, it's not such a struggle getting out. That's yeah. such an amazing achievement. And I think it's all the more yeah. astonishing that you've you've done that through this third lockdown since the beginning of the year which from by all you know by all you know intense from all intents and purposes it's been a struggle for for many of us um in a way that the first lockdown even wasn't you know uh, you know mainly to do with the kind of pandemic fatigue and also the weather being so dreadful and and the short days and so there's been all these external things going around that have made life a bit bit harder um but it sounds as if you you've actually done you know you've achieved something quite incredible which is changing sort of some lifetime habits in this really difficult time yeah I thought I had to do that you know what I mean I think sometimes Mm. you can sort of see see the fork in the road coming yeah and um I I was like okay I need to do something about this now and I know that everyone's totally fed up with what's going on and probably are going to go in reverse to what I'm doing but I need to I'm not, I'm not worrying about what everyone else is doing I've got to focus on mm. me January the first you know it, 
it's always like, you know, I've never kept a New Year's resolution in my life ever for longer than like 24 hours. So this felt <laughs> different. Though. It, it felt different because it felt like um, I've got to do this to, you know, to save my, I don't know, it sounds a bit drastic, but it I do not know. Like parents where, you know, as the older they got, the bigger they became, the more yeah. emotional they became. And they basically ended up, you know, both dying young and that's not healthy mm. i didn't really want to do that so um Mm-mm. as much as much as a sort of life-saving adjustment but mm. it, it just makes me feel so much better just having fresh air in your lungs every day even if it's yeah. pouring rain i don't care i'm just straight out there i do it every single day and not just like some days when i yeah. look out the window, it's cold and miserable i do it every day and i love it absolutely love it you see, I think I think that's such an such a thing that I again I've heard sort of you know we've had we've been talking to people is this this idea of a fork in the road, and you know for some people that's a kind of a pre pandemic thing and they sort of act on it during the pandemic or the you know the fruits of the labour come out during the pandemic but I think it's such a it, it's it's a moment that you can't ignore isn't it it's a real epiphany. And I think yeah. for lots of people, the pandemic has has provided some kind of epiphany for whatever reason. So you've been, you know, forced in on your own resources or you kind of realise that your values are all up and down or your life is, you know, you've, you've made some bad choices. But it's it, it it's it's an extraordinary thing for me that, that that's happened to it's, so many. Yeah, it's so true. I think it's also because the music thing it, for me is very easy to get lost in it and blur out all the other important things in your life. Well, I've yeah. done it it for years on yeah. end like focus so hard on this i you know you forget about the bills and you forget about the parking tickets and your whole life just falling <laughs> apart and you're making great art you know yeah. and that that's a real danger because as soon as you stop the art you know these things haven't gone away you still got to pay the bills and oh my god i'm in debt and all you know so you can get a real mess i've i've, I've had a whole, i've had a whole lifetime of that but this was was a different kind of feeling this was the time we have on our own with our own thoughts is much greater than we've ever had before, right? Oh, yeah. You know, the distractions aside, and there are plenty of them, whether it's Netflix, reading a book, going for a walk, eating, you know, whatever it is, there's lots of distractions still there. But I, I think we have more time ever than ever before where we're thinking, yeah. where we're able to focus on, you know, the self. And I've, I don't think I've ever focused on myself before, not properly. So that's it's amazing it's that when you were say when you were saying mm-hmm. that it really reminded me um we spoke to a, a, an author and presenter called Damien Barr and who um, also lives was, in Brighton by the he way he also lives he's another Brighton well near I think he's near isn't he he's, he's, near, he's down Damien that way in Brighton, yeah um and his thing was about um you know even if like you exactly like you said even though we've all got these sort of distractions that can keep us you know distracted in that way at, at home it was that opportunity to almost see the big picture. And even though you're talking about, for you, that was, you know, taking care of yourself actually properly. That's still the big picture. Mm. And, well, normally your life would be jam-packed with all the things you would normally do. And you just do them one after the other after another. And for, whether that was, you know, mixing a record, promoting a band, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff that you never, one never gets that chance to go, yeah, but where am I going? What am I doing? Do I really want to do this? Because you're just so busy doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been a revelation to me, I have to say. And I, I, I think it's made me a better husband. It's made me a better father. Because um, I think, you know, we, we all, because of the time, we extra time we have, 
we want to try and repair some of these things that haven't gone right whether it's relationships with a parent or or a child you know and it's given us the opportunity albeit over a zoom uh, (laughs) see people as much as we'd like to but you know sometimes that's not such a bad thing i think you get really lazy in normal life when things are okay you just get lazy with relationships you just take them for granted and you just think oh i'll i'll call them next week and then next week becomes next month and then Mm. for three months better give them a call this way, you know, you can easily just get on the phone every day or every couple of days, just check in with people. You don't even need to have an hour conversation. Yeah. You just, are you okay? How's everything going? Yeah. And I think that's really helped in our lives. And do you think, I mean, a lot of those, it sounds as if there are a huge number of things that you are going to take with you from this last year. It sounds as if that there are, you know, you're actually going to come out of it a, a different person it, it would you say that's true oh yeah i mean i'm kind of scared that it's going to finish i know that yeah oh you know you're not no, alone yeah. in that you're can not... you say can you say why can you say more about that well, I think because of the because you know of this routine that you know we haven't haven't been to a restaurant in i don't know how long how many however many months that is six seven months yeah. i've been to a cafe since christmas haven't bought a coffee outside the shop. Haven't you know? Haven't seen anyone really. I met my kids in the park this weekend, but literally, yeah. it's the first time I've seen them in months. So I'm sort of frightened that when everything's back to normal and people start going out again and going to the shops and doing normal things, that we just start doing normal things and get back to the bad habits of before. A bit worried about that. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I am. I am. Lots of people are. I have my own particular sets of anxieties about that, and I. I don't I don't think you're alone in that. And I think it is partly a sort of a, a worry that we are going to lose the the unforeseen benefits, the little tiny unexpected joys that, you know, we some of us have been able to find in all of this. Yeah. And, I, and I'm anxious about my industry and going back yeah. to into a club full of people. Yeah. Uh, maybe some of which won't have been vaccinated. You know, I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't ask someone before you stand up. <laughs> I will have been but is that going to be enough it's like it's so so many unknowns with yeah. this whole thing so there really are and and it actually it's it's one of the things that um you know that I think everyone missed from very early on which was um the comfort of being close with people physically close whether that was hugging friends going to a gig or mm. just being in a, in a house, you know, in a room full of people, right? We couldn't do that from right at the beginning. And I remember thinking, that's, I cannot wait to get that back. I cannot wait to get that back. And the prospect of that coming back later this summer, or, you know, whenever that is a, you know, that actually happens. We were talking about this the other day, weren't we, Lucy? Mm. It actually feels very scary mm. because we've all been absorbing the message for so long that that's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder how we're going to be able to retrain our brains. I just have to stick the headphones on and pretend like it's not happening. You know, <laughs> you know mean, what? Tra- travel is going to really freak me out because, I, you know, yeah. we, we literally travel nonstop. We're always yeah, off, of off to see some band somewhere or hey, going to America or going to wherever. She's, she's originally from Hawaii. So mm. we're planning on, on going to Hawaii a couple of times already in the last year. But, airports terrify me even at the best of times oh, no. you know, given how, how lax all the all the governments have been on, yeah. on 
travel until very recently. I'm a bit worried about that bit, getting on a plane with 500 other people coughing and sneezing. It doesn't feel like a very smart thing to do right now. But Actually, one thing I did want to ask you briefly about was, um, you know, all the kind of ways that we've we've collectively or tried to carry on connecting when we've not been able to connect in real life. And one of your artists, Tim Burgess, obviously started those Twitter listening parties. And they just took mm-hmm. off like anything, didn't they? Oh, and I know fantastic. that me and Lucy were on a couple yeah, where we, we Jonas, were. definitely the Jonas Police book. Yeah, one. I love that. That was amazing. Um, and I thought they were fascinating because it it was like it, you know we've got all this technology, but we can't meet in person. And it was it was like this natural organic thing that was okay. How can we mm-hmm. feel like we're together when we're not together? How can we try mm-hmm. and manufacture that? I mean, what was your take on it from from your point of view as as a musician? Why why do you think they became so popular? It's it's a phenomenon. Uh, it's a it's a phenomenon of the pandemic. There is absolutely yeah. no doubt about it. You know, in terms of music, it's you could you could make a case for saying it is the one thing that has got people through this pandemic. Looking forward to those listening parties every oh, night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've done I've done four of them myself. Um, what was the experience like? Oh, well, incredible. I mean, I did two Cocteau Twins ones, yeah. and uh, I have in Las Vegas, and um, uh, one for, for Full Calendar Cafe, because the, sort of the anniversaries were up, well, there were anniversaries during the pandemic. Um, and I did one for the new Lost Horizons album very, very recently. Yeah, in their own way, each one was very, very different. But, um, I mean, having Las Vegas probably because it was it was the most successful uh, of, of our of our albums um sort of perception wise and sales wise i guess um it was extraordinary to do it mm. very 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 emotional because i mean i hadn't heard and listened to the record you know i you know you don't come and put your own records on at home and, <laughs> and listen to it like for a long, long time but tim did say to me you will need you know because it moves so fast the like yeah. yes it's literally like scattergun and you know you need to have some of your anecdotes sort of either like written out or ready on your phone or ha- prepare it first so listen through to the record the day before have a think yeah, yeah. Think about what you want to say about each track maybe do two or three tweets per song and keep it obviously short um to fit in a tweet so i did i did all that and i found the listening through just on my own it, it pretty upsetting in, in its own way just bringing back a lot of um you know, memories from that period. Of course, not, not all, not all good. My, you know, my my father died during the making of that record, and um, oh, gosh. that was weird. But also, just so incredible, and I, I, I could not have imagined how many people would be um, involved, like yeah. listening, and, and it's literally, you know, thousands of people all over the world listening to your record at the same, exactly the same it's moment. So special, isn't it? And it's like being at a gig, but like so not like being at a gig. It it worked. It I found it astonishing that the few that I listened to, uh, listened to the, the ones that I was sort of um, participating in, because you know some parts of technology don't work. You know they they can't they can't create that sense of that kind of the sense of being together. Right? They can't replicate that. But for some reason, and I think it must be the fact that the the music. You know, we're all meant to be putting that record on at the same time. That collective experience of all listening to it at the same time and reading comments and sometimes hearing, you know, hearing from the artist was so exciting. So yeah. exciting. And we were just sat on our sofa, you know. <laughs> it's like the simplest, most analogue of digital yeah. things. Do you yeah. know what I mean? 
yeah. no analogue. It's not even funny. I mean, when he told me about it, and like, I was like, what? Well, so hold on a minute. You do what? You literally <laughs> just go on Twitter. What does that mean? Go yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. What's your Twitter feed? Put the record on at ten o'clock. I said that's it. And he went, yeah, yeah. I sort of still didn't really know what to experience to expect when it happened. Um, and I have to say, I mean, I was up till about two o'clock in the morning, still texting yeah. people and uh, answering their questions. It was really illuminating. And I think if anyone deserves to be like you know, man of the year or man of the pandemic. It's Tim Burton. Hero of lockdown. Incredible. Yeah, Incredible. no, absolutely. Yeah, amazing human being that boy is. Um, not just for the Twitter listening parties. He's also an incredible person, um, caring. You know, he's, he's, he's involved in, you know, trying to help clubs stay open. Yeah. He's in, He's involved in all the good things about being an artist. And he's... My absolute legend of a human being. I couldn't wish to work for work with a nicer, nicer person than Tim Burgess. Absolute dream, dream. That's so nice well, to hear. Because I've been a fan for many years. Yes, that's so nice to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap up um, yeah. in a moment, Simon. Yeah. But I just wanted to see. I know you've sort of talked, touched on a little bit about, you know, feeling quite anxious actually about about you know, the, the world opening up again, uh, mm. which I, I know a lot of us can relate to. But are there, is there anything that you actually do feel quite hopeful for about this post-pandemic future for us all? Is it is it the kind of idea that we've kind of been able to discover things about themselves, ourselves or how important music is for us? Or, or is it more personal than that? Well, I think there's a wider a wider aspect to the whole thing, which is connected to the to the things we talked about earlier about we have to spend a lot of time on ourselves and think about our place in the world and what we're contributing, not just to our little family of, you know, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, but, you know, what are we also contributing to the world? I mean, in music, yeah, I, I mean, so I put some records out. I, I, I'm not really contributing, you know, life-changing things, but I'm doing my little bit. But I think what's happened is that, it seems to me anyway, and time will, of course, tell if I'm right, but it seems that there's more care in the world today mm. than there was a year ago. People are taking care of their loved ones, of themselves, if they're able. And and that's something I haven't noticed. Maybe it's just because I'm looking at it more with, with eyes wide open because mm. I've been, you know, uh, had the blinkers on in so many respects um, throughout my whole life, just doing my work and concentrating hard on trying to do a, as best job as I could and forgetting to actually check in on people. It seems to me that there's more of a kind of checking in vibe going on. Are you, how are you doing? You know, bumping into an old lady walking down the street. Are you all right? Love? You know, having a chat, making mm. all right. Mm. I'd like to think we are on the precipice of, you know, th- th- we know what we've, done to this planet we've we've completely wrecked it we've ruined it for our children our grandchildren but maybe there's some hope there for the future you know probably what i can contribute is probably it's probably well too late for that but i noticed there's you know with with the tweets and stuff from the young the younger generation Mm -hmm. The younger generation. Um, yeah. It seems that there, there's more intelligence there than I gave them credit for. It seems that there's a lot more um, smart kids out there than there certainly were when I was growing up. There is hope. I think there is. And I think, yeah. I think you're quite right. And I think it's yeah. very easy to get caught up in, in all the kind of headlines, isn't it? And the doom and gloom 
Um, and sometimes even just social media can be like a bit of a pit. If all you think about, if all you read are the kind of, you know, the, the people getting cross and slagging each other off. But actually what you tend to experience day to day in your local area, wherever you live, is people being nice and decent yeah. and trying to help each other out. And I've definitely seen a lot more of that during the pandemic because we've all become more vulnerable, I think, emotionally. Yeah, and I think that's a, a real benefit, you know, also yeah. just like the local thing that you just mentioned there, the local community, because we haven't been able to go anywhere other than local, um, mm. you know, using your local greengrocer or, you know, going to the local pet shop rather than the big conglomerate cooperative mm. or, you know, corporation ones and the supermarkets where, you know, yeah, I guess everyone's going to need to go to the supermarket every once in a while, but I've certainly loved getting to know my local community a lot more. And I'm sure it's because I kind of had to rather than because I chose to. But sometimes that can lead you into a much happier scenario. You yeah, know, exactly. When... Oh, brilliant. All right. Well, on that note, of you're the other, another person telling us how great it is to live on the coast. So before we get too, um, <laughs> too depressed that our landlocked London life. Oh, I don't know. I'm right, getting so on. I'm getting really? on property search websites now. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I never thought I would leave London. Truly, I never. No. I love. I never thought I would want to leave. But the minute I arrived here, I was like, oh. Yeah, you didn't want to leave oh, there, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Which I moved twenty years ago. Yeah, really, I do. Oh God! Well, it was absolutely. Oh. It was so such a pleasure talking yeah. to you. Yeah, Simon. a real joy. Thank you so much. Thank you. For you your know, time I, hope you guys, I hope you managed to edit some goodness out of it. <laughs> it we will. We will. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank, Thank you, you so Simon. much. Thank you. It's great. It's really and well done. Really your incredible achievement. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Here it uh, is. Yeah. Catch up with you guys someday soon. Hopefully. Lovely. Yes, All right, lovely. Simon. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank bye, you. Then. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to How to Cope with Becky Howard and Lucy Clyde. If you enjoy these podcasts, please rate them and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends. Thanks for listening to How to Cope. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.